We have to be able to take our fears and rationalize, rationally think through them and say, okay, what are the real dangers? How right. am I going to get through this? Because we can't stay stuck in that right. place where we're living in fear and anxiety. Right. I, I don't know that talking in a chat room, you know, texting people, whatever, is the same thing as seeing someone in person. If your relationship is built on you're getting together and, and you have downtime, now because of COVID or whatever reason, you're not getting together, how strong is that relationship going to be? This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's Word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life, this is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn along with Mark Hossettler. And one of the things that I was hearing about, all right, last weekend. So I went out uh, with my wife and a couple friends. And so we were, I wouldn't say we were hiking. We're more like exploring or adventuring. Mm-hmm. So you see this building, see this falls. And then the day before I did hike and put some pictures up about that. So on the one hike into Hell Hollow that we went into, you know, had a young man contact me, asked me about it, how to get there, where to go. And then it was, well, I don't really have anyone to go with, and maybe I can go with you guys sometime, which, you know, I thought, I don't, I don't really know him that well, but right. I, I understand what he's saying. He's he's alone. Uh, he doesn't really have anyone to go with. And then I had uh, one on Bria Falls, and I had some pictures up, and then someone wrote me on Instagram. So the one somebody's writing me on Facebook, then somebody writes me on Instagram, hey, where where's that, and how do I get there? And, and I just told him how I got there, which was basically just, punched in Berea Falls into my map navigation and followed right. it. I mean, that's that's yeah. how I figured out. I knew it existed, so I just punched it in and it took me there, which that's a great thing, by the way, about your phones. I mean, you pretty much get anywhere. Just just punch in where you want to go and it'll figure it out, the address. And, you know, it's it's stinking amazing. Oh, it like, is. It's, it's very convenient. It, right? it is. So <laughs> yeah. anyway, then, you know, I was talking to her and she would like to go as well because the same thing if you don't you shouldn't be hiking in places like hell hollow not deep into it without being with someone from the perspective i know people do it i wouldn't recommend it because there's no phone service down there if you would happen to slip and break a leg yeah right you might be waiting for a while especially in the winter time for someone else to come down through there so it's yeah, a nice leisurely stroll can turn very uh, well, right, bad very quickly yeah out of all the falls that i know of in this area I mean, that's that 130-foot falls is the longest. That's a five-mile minimum round trip. That's if you know the short paths. Wow. Like, if you know the yeah. direct routes, if you're walking the, the creek, it's even longer. So, it's, it's still over five miles out and back to get there. So, wow. yeah, I wouldn't go alone. But the point is they were, you know, I was just hearing from people saying, well, I don't have anyone to go with or... I'm alone, or maybe we need to get a group together. And I've been actually thinking about that since I heard about that on the weekend. I'm like, well, maybe every few weeks I should try to get a group of people together and go to different places that I'm aware of. Yeah, you know, be be (laughs) aware. Maybe maybe that's something that I'll I'll think about doing or somebody can think about doing. But aloneness, I I just kind of sense it uh, in our society today that people are alone. And and COVID has made that. It's what? 20 times worse, 50 yeah. times worse. I mean, it's way yeah. worse now because some people are by choice just saying, and, and this is what I hear all the time. Well, you know, it's been such a great year because we've just focused on ourselves or, you know, it's just been us together and we've had more time. And I guess there's some point of that. If all you need relationally is your spouse and your kids, then 
maybe you're not going to go so crazy. But if you're somebody who, yeah, you love your spouse and your kids, but you need relationships beyond that. I don't know how it is for you. Like if you I feel mean, like you need relationships more than that, or if you could just be forever just with your spouse and kids and never talk to another human. Yeah. I mean, no, it's definitely, um, I get energized with relationships, you know, with, uh, being around people, being around groups of people, that energizes me. You know, I'm right. that kind of a, a personality. I guess they call right. it an extrovert. I don't know those, right. you know, the extrovert, introvert thing, whatever. Here's what I know. In, in the first opening book of the Bible, one of the first couple of pages you get to, it says this, it's not good that man should be alone. Right. That's a great verse. You know, right. and, and so... <laughs> Uh, God's design is that we live in fellowship with right. one another, you know, and when we, whenever we operate outside of God's design, we're going to bring like, I don't know, I don't know if it's curse, but it's, it's just, you're, you're not going to experience blessing in your life, you know? Yeah. I think uh, people dealing with people can be frustrating. I mean, Simon and Garfunkel wrote a whole song about being, I'm a rock. I'm an Island. You know, I have no need of friendship. Friendship causes pain. I touch no mm -hmm. one and no one touches me. I am a rock. I'm an Island. And I remember hearing that song as a kid. I remember thinking about that song at different times. Uh, uh, there was a point in my life where, yeah, you get hurt and you get burned sometimes and you start thinking, man, I, I think I will just go it alone myself yeah. and my wife and <laughs> right. I'll be okay. But what I found was when I tried that, because I did try it for a time, it's not sustainable, not for me. Like, I can't sustain that. I can't sustain just being by myself. Like, I... Right. I, if you gave me a choice between would you rather go out you and your wife which i have gone out with my just me and my wife plenty of times or would you rather go out with you and another couple and you're doing stuff and you have yeah give me the other couple so mm. assuming that we get along well assuming that we right. have yeah i love i love hanging out with them bringing other i create vortexes to suck people into yeah you know what i'm saying like my own vortexes of what i do just by nature I'm always, I'm sucking somebody into a paint job. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, cause I'm always yeah. creating this, this swirl of, of activity and that, that just inadvertently just sucks people into it eventually. Yeah. I mean, I think that's your passion and I think it's your mission. I right. mean, to be honest with you, I mean, you are the pastor, senior pastor of a church. I mean, one of your missions in life is to get people involved in serving, right. you know, and so that's, you got to figure that into it too. But I think for all of us, whether we're senior pastors or not, life's going to be more fulfilled if you have a good group of friends around you, right. good a support group, you know, uh, thinking about people that are out, you know, um, isolated because of drugs or, or alcohol or abuse of any sort. Get together with a group of people, you know, a support group that's going right. to help you through that. You know, don't try to uh, on, a, on your own. You know, an enemy, any enemy, the tactic is to try and get the, the one they're attacking separate and isolated you know alone and it's going to be a lot easier for them to attack and, and destroy that person well i guess, I guess you, you could ask yourself too you know who's your tribe you know who's your tribe who are the people point. that you really yeah. hang around with now for us at work you know we have in working hours you know we have each other to talk to mm -hmm. and so we're together we're not alone now i've had years of working i mean years and years of working as a pastor where i was the only guy there and I didn't, did, did I mind it? No, I mean, it actually took me getting used to somebody else being there, but I also enjoy it, you know, people being around, but I would not enjoy, like I can enjoy going out and running by myself. I can enjoy sometimes being in the car by myself and taking a hike or walking down a railroad tracks and just being alone and just me and my camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like I can enjoy that, but I wouldn't seek to live my life that way. Like I 
thrive. Like to me, if I know I'm getting together with friends, that just gives me something to look forward yep. to all week long. And and I'll know that. And I realize that nothing stays the same forever. And sometimes your friendship groups uh, switch a little bit because maybe you took an interest in a different hobby or, you know, you weren't a runner and you became a runner or you were, you know, like for me, kayaking, you know, definitely brought some different people into my life mm-hmm. that have been great. It's been a great thing. Uh, and then COVID has taken some people out of my life. Because they don't want to get together and do anything, and I do, and I, I think it's unhealthy though. So when you have that lone wolf thinking, you know, how would you combat that? You know, as far as the the, the person who thinks, no, it's okay for me to be alone. It's okay for me just to keep not being around people. What would you say? Yeah, well, I mean, again, I come back to the scriptures. I, I I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I believe the Word of God is there for our instruction and our correction. Okay, and so when you come into the Word of God, it says, "Don't forsake the gathering." Right, the brethren. You know, so right. so I think it's That's important. A good verse. It's a you know, it's scripture lays it out that it's important for us to live in fellowship. And so I'm just going to be obedient to scripture. You know, that's one way to combat loneliness. The other way is to think about the other people. Right. Here's the thing: if 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 I realize who I am and my identity, I I realize that people want to be around me. Stop. And actually, it. yeah, <laughs> it's hard to imagine, right? But it's you can be a blessing to somebody else. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? And when right. you're around somebody else, they're blessed by your company. Right. So think about that other person. And, and that doesn't if, mean you have to go out to dinner with everyone. It does. Sometimes that's just no. stopping somebody in the hallway and saying, Hey, I exactly. mean, sometimes that's all it is, but, but, but about, at a deeper level though, I still think there have to be those people that we relate to on a regular basis. And the, the assumption of scripture too, I mean, not only would you say like you give a verse forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, but I would say a, another step too is the assumption of the Bible is you're going to be together because that's why you have the 10 commandments. You look at the world and where the world wanted to be, even after the flood was God said, spread out. They said, we'll build the tower of Babel and we're all going to stick together until God confounded the languages and made them spread out. Mm-hmm. They were not spreading out. So you, you look at that, they, they just had a natural desire to be together. And I think that innate, there's something innate within us that causes us, maybe if you want to say be pack animals or whatnot, there, there's something about us that does need other people. Mm-hmm. But if you happen to be, you know, a spouse of somebody who's more extroverted and needs that, I mean, don't think there's anything wrong with you just because they want to have friends. That's just them. You know True. what I'm saying? They thrive. It's not that you're not good enough. I, I don't think it's that at all. It has nothing to do with it. It's just you, you're married to somebody who thrives on being with other people. It's clearly the way God has made us. And so, yeah, I, I like it. I don't have to yeah. have a ton of friends in my life. I'm somebody I can have a few friends and be happy. Sure. As long as I have friends and people to do stuff with, I'm, I'm golden. Absolutely. And I think it's a great point that you're bringing up, you know, about marriages. You know, this can be a conflict area where one person's always wanting to do stuff and the other person's like, hey, listen, we need some downtime, you know, right. and I think it's important for each one to sacrifice their desire at that moment, right. you know, to say, okay, well, what's best for our relationship? You know, maybe I have been out too much, you know, right. too many nights in a row. Maybe I need to just take some time, be alone with my family, not have people around stuff like that. You know, maybe that is the right thing to do. Oh yeah, there time. has to be balance. But what, what I'm seeing here in our society and what I'm hearing there are people not relating. Agreed. Like yeah. they don't, it's mm-hmm. not like we're not there. There's one aspect of being so go, go that you only want to be with other people and you're never giving time to your spouse. And I know I have to give time to Jerry because she requires that and needs that just her and me time too. Mm-hmm. you know, where there doesn't have to be anyone else and it's good enough to just be with her. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I got that part down, but, 
there there's also an aspect of society where people are like i don't have anyone they don't have a spouse they don't have anyone to do anything with they're they're truly alone in the world and for those people i would like to give some advice and one of my pieces of advice would be this this is getting circulation you know, yeah. you've got to be, you know, whether that's you go to the gym, uh, you go uh, pick up a new hobby, you go to the West Side Market in Cleveland, but you're doing something where you you meet people. And I've been at the West Side Market and I'll see, you know, I go to the same stands for certain things and you'll see people come by and you know those people at the West Side Market just know them well. Hey, man, how are you doing? Whatever. As soon as they see them, they don't really know my name because mm-hmm. I'm not there enough. I'm some, one guy does, but, you know, most of the people wouldn't know my name. They would know my face. They just recognize you. Yeah. The, the, the one spoofs I go to a consistently yeah they know my face at this point but they there's other people that are in there so much they know them exactly by name man have have a good new year because they've just developed that over time you know of being there and and one of the greatest things in group theory really group dynamics is the more you're in the group the more you're in the group even if you feel like you're in the group and you're not like accepted or embraced, the more you're with that group of people, the more you're going to be accepted as part of that group. Yeah, absolutely. So get in circulation. Also, I also know, yeah, there's a place 8.30 in the morning, Sunday mornings, and 10.30 in the morning, there Sunday you go. mornings, where right. you can get in circulation. It's called Eagleville Bible Church, and there's many other area churches that if you're not a part of a church, I'm telling you, it will transform your life. Right. It really will right. to be around a group of people that are going to support you, that are going to help you grow in your Christianity. Right. You know, um, it's just been, it's been transformational for my wife and I to be right. a part of a, a church body. You know, right. it's a family. It really is, you know. Right. No, I, I would agree. And get involved, too. I think you got to serve in your church, get involved in your community, join a group, join a club, do do something where you're involved in people's lives. You know, some of the people that I've heard, you know, old friends of mine that have talked about, you know, being alone all the time to the point that, you couldn't bear to talk about it one more time. I mean, it's been years yeah. and years of talking about it. They don't, they sit at home, they watch TV, they work by themselves. Yeah. They have their own business. So they're by themselves all the time. I would not choose that. I would be right. at a prayer meeting. I would be uh, trying to get involved in a small group. I would be asking how I could serve. I would be doing something. I think, too, get in person. And I don't mean just in person church. I mean, there's seriously more aspects of our society where people, they, they're okay. They're going to sit here, let's say in Jefferson, Ohio or Rock Creek, Ohio, and they're going to talk to people in Europe and Canada and South America and Africa, let's say just for sake of argument, people know we're around and that's almost going to be like their social group, but in person don't really know anyone. And I just don't really understand that because I I don't know that an in-person talking in a chat room, talking, uh, whatever, you know, texting people, whatever is the same thing as seeing someone in person because I've texted. And by the way, I mean, I've been away from some of my friends for months and I've texted to the point where I don't even text that much anymore. It's not the same as seeing them. I mean, it is not the same. It's not the same. I think that you, your, your relationships have to be in person. I'm not a, scientist or a doctor or anything like that but i do know a little bit about this that when you're in close proximity with a person there's actually shared hormones that work together to make bonds and stuff like that <laughs> yeah i mean so <laughs> right look that up fact, what what, fact, what, what hormones have you shared yeah, with me sure. that's what i want to know all i'm saying is, is when we're close in in close proximity with each other there is stuff that happens biologically or physically, whatever you want to call it, 
um, that we can't, I don't even, you know I'm what I'm feeling saying? hormonal right now. Don't tell me. Just that. you talking about that. No, somebody just said that last night, actually, yeah. that the influence, they've done studies, especially on younger women that like, I'm saying junior high mm-hmm. and where they're actually influenced and a lot of the bad stuff socially that we see happening is because one person does it. Everyone emotionally connects with it. And so next thing, well, wow. I'm that too. I'm that too. I'm that wow. too. I'm that too. So, and that would so, include, I was just hearing stories last night about somebody's daughter being, I think it was pansexual and another, and they have so many, uh, they're non binary, gender queer, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And all this stuff and all the, they're not really, a lot of them are not those things, yeah. but they, but they, because they're hanging in that group, they've all influenced each other that way so i think oh, yeah. they said there was something about that emotions and hormones and yeah. you know all that kind of stuff but i think too you know to make friends you know you got to be friendly and i think you need to look for common ground most of the people it would be very tough for me to have like ultra close do stuff all the time with people that you're not doing things together like i'm such a doer like yeah. finding a friend that all right you 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 all like to hike you all like to be out on the water you all like to adventure you all like you know the st- same stuff that's mm-hmm. fantastic i mean that is so yeah, fantastic I mean, because that to me really cements friendships because you're doing stuff together you're doing the same thing if guys want to hunt and and one guy's a hunter the other guy's a hunter they'll relate in hunting or they'll relate in fishing or they'll relate in doing car work whatever it is yeah. but the st- when you're doing the same similar things man you got so much to talk about when i was a uh, 20 some years old there's a guy in our church named barney star and he was in his 70s and i was in my 20s first guy i would look for every sunday morning was barney because barney was a picker Barney would go look for antique stuff. Barney would go to yard sales. I'd go to him every Sunday morning and see what he found. You know what I'm saying? Because Barney and I did the same thing. I love right. that guy, man. I remember going yard sailing with him. Right. He was like one of my favorite people in the entire church, even though our age difference was so vast. I didn't care anything about that, man. That guy was like awesome to me because we just liked the same thing. So I think common ground's yeah. big. Well, I, yeah, you're exactly right. Because, I mean, that that works for you. But I guess for me, I, I look for kind of downtime with with friends you know what right. i mean like uh you know you sit around you talk you, you hang out together you play cards together board games but that's whatever. Still doing I something. Mean, well yeah i guess you're socializing i'm looking for i, I just want to relax you know i right. want to chill you know what i'm saying right. that's, but, that, but i have plenty of friends that i can go sit at their house and that's all you're gonna do that's perfect correct for me you know and it was for, perfect so, until covid well sure Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And guess what? When mm-hmm. your relationship is, this is what I found. When your relationship, and this is one thing before we close this show, is you got to you gotta maintain your relationships. If your relationship is built on, with those friends you're talking about, with having downtime, and I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. I get it. I've had plenty mm-hmm. of friends like that too. You're getting together and, and you have downtime. Now, because of COVID or whatever reason, you're not getting together, and that's what your relationship is based on how strong is that relationship going to be? You still have to maintain it. I have nope. friends that, you know, our whole relationship was built. Well, they'd have us over. We'd see them in church. Well, now they don't have us over. We don't see them in church. Like how strong is that friendship going to be yeah. when it's predicated upon, right. like you said, hanging out, chilling, laughing, talking about life. Because some of the friends I have, I have because they're just really funny. And you know what I'm saying? And I tend to be pretty humorous. So yeah. I like to laugh and goof around and be silly. Yeah. And so, yeah, some of your friends you have are based in that. But when you don't have that, as we said before, in-person connection, and now you're talking, we're getting to almost a year into COVID, and it's been hardly seen them in a year. 
that takes its toll, dude. I mean, it starts it to take its toll because you start to say, man. You become you know. disconnected, man. Yeah, I mean, just, really yeah it's not, and not no bad feelings or I don't have, like, not talking hard feelings or anything. It's just like, well, I mean, when you're really, you, you kind of sit back and evaluate what your relationship was based on. And we're like, well, yeah, if it's a tripod of these three things and you knock two of the three things out of, of what your relationship is based on, then. Yeah, we had a close family. I mean, 2019 there were, where actually was the first kind of 15 days to slow the spread or whatever they came out with, you know, there. Right. And uh, we decided, you know what, we're going to try to honor that. You know, we're not going to get together. Right. And, um, you know, I don't know, it, four weeks, three weeks. We, we said, this is enough. I mean, we can't we can't live life without each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? We, we're going to get together. Right. I mean, this is just the bottom line. I mean, right. um, I, I can't die not living. You know what I mean? And I, I can't, I can't. And you got make, COVID. I, yeah. And I did get COVID. And so did and, I. And, and, and that's, that's the thing. Like I never, like I, all these people, like they haven't done anything in a year. They, they hunker down. I did more in 2020 than I think I, I did in any other year prior. Yeah. I did a ton of stuff, man. I went out West. I've been out to Cleveland. I've been kayaking in Cleveland. I went kayaking out, I think 37 times. I was, uh, you know, have my camera out exploration. Mm -hmm. So I've seen stuff. I've, I've hiked trails. I didn't even know existed. I've been to places in this region, not just the area, but right. the region that I never even knew about all because of this time. So, I mean, I, we got out there and lived and did a bunch of stuff. We always wanted to do, did it with friends, got sick, got through it two weeks, kept living. Well, I, just I, wanna, I would rather I mean, do that. Like I would rather for me personally, that worked far better, which I'm not, I, I'm going to respect people who, who feel differently that right. they would rather do nothing for 52 weeks, let's say, mm -hmm. and not get COVID than take that chance. You know, I was living and if I got it, I got it. We did get it. Uh, we, we were down for two weeks. We got back on our feet. We healed. It took a little longer than two mm -hmm. weeks to totally heal, but you know, we healed up and we were back at it. I think it's important for us to validate that that feeling of fear, it, it's a, it's a real feeling. Okay. Sure, and, absolutely. and listen, we, we're not, I'm not downplaying that. If you're, if you're living in fear right now because of this thing, I, I sympathize with you. I'm sorry that you're dealing with that. You know, the, the scriptures tell us that God did not give us a spirit of fear. He gave us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Right. We have to be able to take our fears and rationalize, rationally think through them and say, okay, what are the real dangers? How right. am I going to get through this? Because we can't stay stuck in that right. place where we're living in fear and anxiety. Right. We have to know that, listen, God's in control. Right. We have to give it up to him. Be safe, be cautious, but be alive. Right. You know well, we'll, we'll focus on the, you know, the one person to die instead of the thousand per people who didn't die. Yeah. And, and the very small percentage. I mean, granted, people have died uh, in COVID. We had 48 deaths before this third wave hit in October, which is really contagious, as we found out. Uh, before that, you had 700 cases, you had 48 deaths. Since then, we've added 3,500 cases to that number wow. or more, but only added 19 more deaths. So the deaths per number, I right. mean, obviously they're handling it a lot better. I would right. say if you if you don't feel comfortable, you don't want to take that risk, then you shouldn't take that risk. I mean, that would be my thing. I don't rip on people who stay at home, right? But I also recognize, but that has its price too. Mm -hmm. That just like getting sick with COVID had its price tag, staying home and being alone has its price oh tag goodness, too. Yeah, they absolutely. both have they both have price tags. Yeah, uh, price tags to the economy, uh, price tags to your own personal life, uh, perhaps your own spiritual life. That has a price tag too, and you've got to you got to sit there and evaluate it. You know, we're we are social beings. Yes. you know when when I when I look at my price tags and what price I'm willing to pay, I wasn't willing to 
say, oh, I'm not going to do your wedding. I'm not going to do your funeral because I'm afraid. Like, I wasn't willing to do that. So I had to say, well, my price tag is I might really get bit hard. I know that, but I have to keep doing what I believe in. Yeah. So I did. You are also allowed to do what you believe in. And if you want to sit home and stay in, but but all of us have to count the cost, like Jesus yeah. Christ said. Yeah. So if you're going to be kind of like ditch your friends or not be working on those relationships outside of immediate family, okay, that that's fine. But just count the cost. That's all. That's and exactly then, if, right. if you feel that's worth it, then then fine. You know. But as long as we understand that our true relationship is built as with in person, is built on doing things together, is built on connection, is built on communication, is built on seeing people. That's how we thrive. That's God's. That's how design. I thrive. That's God's design. Right. right. That's it. absolutely. Anyway, yeah. we uh, so appreciate you listening and tuning into the show. Hope it's a blessing to you. And if nothing else, just stir some thought in you and helps you to ponder and reflect a little deeper on life. You all have a great week.